Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to this episode of this podcast called, you guessed it, The Dictionary. This is going to be uh, half, two-thirds is all going to be about behavior. So I hope that some of you are, I don't know, behavior scientists. I think that is highly unlikely. Uh, let's see. The first word is behavior. B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R. It is a noun from the 15th century. 1A, the manner of conducting oneself. I conduct myself in a strange behavior. 1B, anything that an organism does involving action and response to stimulation. Is this too loud? I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Now we have 1C. The response of an individual group or species to its environment. Number two, the way in which someone behaves. Also, an instance of such behavior. And number three, the way in which something functions or operates. Behavioral is an adjective and behaviorally is an adverb. Next is behavioral science. Two words, noun from 1951. A branch of science, as psychology, sociology, or anthropology, that deals primarily with human action and often seeks to generalize about human behavior in society. Behavioral scientist is a noun. I actually find this really fascinating. I just think humans and the way that they are and why they are the way they are is really interesting, Uh, but not enough to go study it, I guess. Next, we have behaviorism. It is a noun from 1913, a school of psychology that takes the objective evidence of behavior as measured responses to stimuli as the only concern of its research and the only basis of its theory without reference to conscious experience. What did I just read? Compare to the synonym introspectionism. Introspectionism. Yeah, that's the right word. Behavioristic is an adjective. Next, we have behaviorist. It is a noun from 1913. Uh, The last word was from 1913, so this is probably the one who is studying behaviorism. Number one, a person who advocates or practices behaviorism. Number two, a person who specializes in the study of behavior, as in an animal behaviorist. I think that's super interesting. Uh, I remember watching... Uh, you know, planet Earth, really any nature shows. And even though it's, you know, edited and shot in a certain way, um, you know, to make certain scenes happen, the behavior of the animals is still what it is. You know, they are still looking for food or looking for a mate or playing or whatever it is. And, you know, their behavior isn't honestly all that different from ours. It's just the the way that they do it is different. Um, And so... I haven't really had a chance to do this, but I want to just sit down some day in nature and just watch animals for hours. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily something most people would want to do, but I think that would be super interesting to me. Just sit and watch squirrels and birds and whatever animals I see and just see, I mean, just watching my cats is fascinating. The way that they play, the way that, you know, it's like, I want to figure out what's going on in their head. Uh, and I, I like that with with all sorts of beasts and creatures. Uh, All right, now we have behavior modification, two words, noun from 1970, psychotherapy that is concerned with the treatment as by desensitization, 
No, that's I'm going to skip that part for now. Psychotherapy that is concerned with the treatment of observable behaviors rather than underlying psychological processes and that applies principles of learning to substitute desirable responses for undesirable ones. So there's a couple parts in parentheses. In the beginning, psychotherapy that is concerned with the treatment as by desensitization or aversion therapy. So those are examples. And then at the end, uh, to substitute desirable responses for undesirable ones as phobias or obsessions. Called also behavioral therapy or behavior therapy. So if you've got, basically, if you've got a, a habit, a behavior that you do that is undesirable, that you don't like, like chewing your nails or, you know, any range of things, you could try some sort of behavior modification. Do I have anything like that? I don't know. I definitely used to, like, chew my nails and the skin around my nails for some reason when I was in elementary school, but I don't do that anymore. I think I'm pretty good. Yep, perfect. Now we have behavior, behaviorism, and behaviorist. These are spelled with an O-U-R. So these are British, chiefly British, variation of behavior, behaviorism, and behaviorist. All right, we are out of the, the behavior section. Now we are into the behead section. Yes, the next word is behead. It is a transitive, fer- transitive verb from before the 12th century, to cut off the head of. Synonym is decapitate. I heard some stat recently. I don't know where I heard it or what the context was, but it was something like 4% of people who were asked this question said that they have been decapitated. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think you have. I think they just, I think people, when they hear questions like that, or they hear words that they don't know, which is fine. You don't, you don't know the word. I don't know a lot of words. That's why I'm doing this. Uh, they, they freak out and they get embarrassed because they don't want to say, I don't know that word. And trust me, I've been there. I've responded to things that I didn't know. And I should have just said, I don't know that. Uh, but you have not been decapitated. Although, I guess technically there have been people who were, or there have been people who were technically decapitated, like the two neck bones were severed, but they, you know, their head didn't come off. They're, you know, they were still alive and they were able to fix it or something. Okay, we are going to move on to a word that I used used to mispronounce, and then I thought I, or I said it one way, and then I thought I mispronounced it, but it turns out I did not technically mispronounce it. It is the word behemoth. I used to say behemoth because I didn't know how I didn't know what that word was. Um, but both are totally fine: behemoth and behemoth. And the reason why I would say this word is because one of the characters from one of my favorite movies, The Nightmare Before Christmas, is named Behemoth. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he's the guy with the axe in his head. Or am I completely making that up? Maybe I should look this up. Maybe I won't. Okay, moving on. It is spelled B-E-H-E-M-O-T-H. It is a noun from the 14th century. One is often capitalized. A mighty animal described in Job 40, 15 to 24 as an example of the power of God. Number two, something of monstrous size, power, or appearance, as in a behemoth truck. But now maybe I'll go back to saying a behemoth. It's, it's just behemoth. There's no H in the, the, uh, that other pronunciation. Now we have behest. It is a noun from the 12th century. 
Number one, an authoritative order. Synonym is command. Number two, an urgent prompting, as in, called at the behest of my friends. You have friends? Oh, cool. Uh, let's see, this is uh, Middle English, means promise or command. From Old English, behaze, which means promise. From bahatan, which means to promise. Which is from b plus hatan, which means to command or promise. And there's more at the word height. H-I-G-H-T. I know H-E-I-G-H-T, but I don't know this one. All right, next and final word for this episode is behind. B-E-H-I-N-D. It is the first form, and we are not going to read the other forms in this episode. It is an adverb or adjective from before the 12th century. 1A, in the place or situation that is being or has been departed from, as in stay behind. 1B, in, to, or toward the back, as in look behind, also as in came from behind. 1C, later in time, as in can spring from, no, can spring be far behind. That's a question, right? Can spring be far behind? Uh, 2A, in a secondary or inferior position. 2B, in arrears. Arrears is one word. As in, behind in the rent. Oh, that's bad. 2C, synonym is slow. And number three, which is archaic, still to come. Let's see. The etymology is not interesting whatsoever. Thank you for that. Uh, and we are going to pick, well we'll, we'll just pick behavioral science as the word of the episode because that's sort of all-encompassing of the, all this behavior stuff, uh, which I think is very interesting. Also, behemoth is a good one. Uh, that is it for this episode. Thank you very, very much for listening. Please go share this and tell everybody you know and, uh, you know, all the do the stuffs and the things and wash your hands. I started wearing a mask when I go out, uh, not necessarily outside, but when I go into buildings, I didn't think that I would be the type of person to wear a mask in a situation like this. Um, but it got to a point where I think it makes sense to, um, yeah. And I actually hope that you are too. I, I'm actually sad that I'm not seeing more people wearing masks. I see it a lot, but not as many as I would like. Uh, because this is about protecting yourself from getting it so you don't spread it. It's also protecting other people just in case you have it and you don't know. Uh, our local grocery store that we go to usually once a week has now is now closed for at least two weeks uh, because somebody there ha- was, you know, diagnosed with covid uh so this is uh, uh this is a super serious thing and more and more places are going to be closing at least for a, a time uh more and more people are going to be getting it we are i think at the beginning of this i hate to be pessimistic but i think that's the case uh so please 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 don't don't think that this is going away don't think that you can start being by people or getting lax on anything we have to keep up with this for a while unfortunately uh that is my psa i'm gonna try and you know not do that for a few more episodes maybe once or twice once or once or twice a week once or twice a week is fine i'm gonna end this 
This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Thank you and goodbye.